really blow your minds. Definitely going to do it this time. Go watch Open Eyes. Excuse me. Hello, everyone. Long as it wasn't a locust that I was sneezing out. Because I saw Mr. Biden. Oh, yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you are now. Not eat it. Kill it. <laughs> Listening to Can't. Dr. Robin on. Fact check me. Because it's already up there on the screen. Pasta, on you're the ruining Shania's intro. I'm Pasta, sorry. we just need to do anymore. one intro that's normal. <laughs> Like, hello, everyone. We People listening in. So what is normal? Ooh, Bulgaria. Well, the God says it is. <laughs> this is what it is, Well, <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I'm oh sorry. Oh, my goodness. I have to laugh or I'll cry. Well, let's go introduce ahead. you first this time. Let's do that as a difference. We have, first of all, I'm your host, Shanandis. And that lovely voice you were hearing during the intro was Dr. Robin Cassis. Hi. Then we have Pastor Tony Cassis. Hey, everybody. And last but not least, Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello, everyone. Oh, well. No, give yourself honor. Give yourself honor. Come on, come on. That's all right, Pastor Tony. We'll get you next time. Anywho, we've had quite an eventful time opening the show today, and we are so excited to be here to talk more and to portal more. Dr. Robin, why do you have that face? I, I got. And sign up here. Gee, hey, do you have someone from Brazil? Yeah, that's Fabio. Do you remember Fabio? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, hi, Fabio. Welcome. from Brazil. Welcome. I'm looking yes, and I'm saying, Brazil. she's not in Brazil. Welcome she's here. I'm done. Hello, welcome. Um, so, these last few portals have been quite jam-packed with several portals in one. But, most importantly, very fruitful, very... Uh, Flesh burning. I yep. mean, any other adjectives you guys want to throw out there? Miraculous. Mind blowing. Eye mind opening. Blowing, eye burning. opening. Yeah, yeah, we said self crucifying. <laughs> right. Um, All of the above. Why would they be self crucified? They need to be self crucified. Oh. So blessed. <laughs> yeah, it's blessed to be crucified. Hi from Brazil. Look, you got to say hi. You just said hi from yeah, Brazil. I, I said hi. We I said hi. Yeah. Hi, from Brazil again. I can't work his name out because of the language. Oh, okay. Hi, from Brazil. Hi. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, last week we oh, talked about a state and goals or goal. And that was such a, 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 I don't know what to even, I don't even have an adjective for it. It was a very... Um, sobering reality of vulnerability, I'll say, because you guys really allowed yourself to talk through a process with us and invite us, you know, into a process that the Holy Spirit is continuing 
to work through, but um, allowing you you guys to allowing yourself to get vulnerable enough to share in the company of others. I think you feeling. found your voice last week. You lost it. Oh, did I lose my voice? I, I thought you were going to go and move someone's car. Oh yeah, I you know I tried yeah, to. You they were took my keys. A lot last week. Oh yeah. Oh, that's just saying. Yeah, I was. Because, you know, sometimes oh, now's not nice. the time. Nate, so nice. <laughs> Angela, she's just come on. This shade. In a shade yeah, I see, tonight. right? It's so supposed to be hot up here. I'm Somebody put a cloud let you know the heat might come through your keyboards on I'm your phones or you, devices. Because she she's throwing shade yeah. left, right, and As long as I stay within the lines. Yeah. <laughs> she can throw shade. Uh, why don't we get... Pastor Nate to explain the difference between state and goal, because uh, that could be applied to. It's another your person whole life, here right? called Arlene. Well, Arlene, welcome. Um, yeah, we just shared last week on the idea of living in a goal of faith or the state of being or being in state, which is the abiding realities, which pastors taught us about in our courses: abiding in Christ, counseled by God, communion with God. The abiding realities are faith, hope, and love. And to live in faith, hope, and love, you can't live in goals of living, a goal of having faith. Like, And that applies to what we're talking about tonight, specifically, like I said last night in our communion sharing, which I thought was really powerful, um, as people started to get the, uh, the realisation of that. You can take communion, you can take the body and the, the blood represented by you know the juice and the wafer, but... It will always be a goal if you take communion and then you jump in and out of what that communion state brings to your body for physical healing. And what that means is like I can take communion on Sunday and believe, yeah, by his stripes I'm healed. But then on Monday if I go home and my mind, my confession, my thoughts, my emotions, my actions don't line up with that confession, then I'm not living in that state. Now I've jumped out of it. And I'll have to make a goal to get back to jumping into that lifestyle. That's what so happens. So it's really... You know, that's part of the teaching of abiding, jumping yeah. in and out And that's what I love about abiding. Because when you stop abiding, there is no condemnation. The Lord says, okay, you haven't been abiding. Just jump back in and abide. Like, I you think know. my students, if there's any here, and I know there is, but would remember... When we said when you do jump in and out, you don't have to start at the bottom. Remember, you could start on whatever rung you fell off. Yeah. Which is so, so you powerful go back. because it's um, the love of God. If you start at level, like, you know, we love levels as human beings. So if you start at level eight, our human thinking is, oh, I fell off level eight. Now I have to start at level one. You Never. Know? And that doesn't require you trusting God through faith, hope, and love. That requires you working your way up through yep. goals yep. to get there again. So goals are always going to be tied in with self-works, self-strength, self-righteousness. And Pastor brought out last night about the account of the woman with the issue of blood. And yep. I think this is really powerful to talk about tonight because, I mean, see, God would rather deal with our brokenness and our hurt than our self-righteousness because self-righteousness is something that repels him from wanting to have you know um that intimacy with us because when we are self-righteous or when we stand by our own strength because we've set goals of i can do it i can heal myself i can walk in the you know i faith i can walk in the 
I can walk in the abundant lifestyle, like, you know, and this all I can. All I can is a goal language, you know, whereas being in state is, Lord, I'm weak, but now your strength is fusing to me and it's filling me and you through me, favorite scripture, Philippians 4.13, Christ in me, the hope of glory, I can do all things through Christ who fuses his strength to me. I think I'll so, give you an A. Thank you. Um, so that's what we talked about. And um, I think we're going to continue that tonight with how that ties into the healing power. We've called this one. Um, you had it's a pronounced name. <laughs> the Greek word is for energy. And it's pronounced, um, it can be either said energio or energia. There's different pronunciations. But it's the active energy of the Holy Spirit and how that can relate to physical healing and healing power of God. So let's go to Pastor Tony to I talk think about... I I called it energia. Yeah, energia, energia. There's many different names for the energy word in the Greek. But Pastor Tony started last night with the faith that's required to activate that power. So let's go over to Pastor Tony. Amen. And also, <laughs> want to get back to your previous point. You know how you said jumping in and out of the state yeah. of being... Yeah. Right. Because I want to ask this question. Many people will be asking this question. When you've got a knee that's throbbing with pain and you go back home on the Monday after the Sunday, how do you overcome, you know, the pain trying to tell you that there's still something wrong with your knee? Yeah. Yes, that's the practical part of healing. So the practicality part of that is it's all about what where is your thought process at the time? Because when you confess at church, when you take the communion, by his stripes I'm healed, well, for us, we've been in the presence of God. Like, you know, so our thoughts have been silenced. So this is what I'm talking about, where the thoughts have to line up with the confession. Yeah. What is, when you say, oh, my knee, my knee, let's go deeper. What is the thought behind the problem with your knee? Is the thought that God is not going to show up? Is the thought that the pain is that too much? That it didn't heal it. Is the thought that he won't heal you? Maybe you're feeling guilty because you haven't done something and you're thinking performance mentality. Maybe it's just it's not healed. Maybe it's just basically it's not healed. Maybe it's that, you know, um, you're tired and this is a result of you being exhausted. All these things come in yeah. and they kick you out of state and put you back into goal. And maybe maybe it's also the fact that you need to see why it's aching. Yeah. Is it because uh, demonically involved? Is it fleshly involved? Yeah. Or is it uh, God showing you something? Yeah. There's always three different people. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to learn this one. Because and, and, and it's like God speaks, you speak. And the devil speaks. You know what, Pastor? You have to see what sort of fruit's being born to know who's speaking. Wow. And I think it's also what I'm trying to help. What I'm learning is that goals change. Con you, with goals, you will always change your confession. Yeah. But with a state, your confession remains the same. Yep. See, the state is by his stripes I'm healed. Now, po um, powerful thing that was taught in my course is... Godly imagination, godly in confession is only confessing what God says is true. Yeah. Godly imagination is only letting your faculty of your mind picture the things that God, God says is true. Yeah. So if it. your pain, you know, um, and God uses pain because he created, look, let's not say that he created it, but he uses it because yeah. pain is an alert system of the body to let you know something's wrong. Pastor, 
Stop it there for a minute. Sure. You said God uses pain, but mm. God never owns pain. No, you never created it. But we do. <laughs> and I think that can be the problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, my aching knee, I have such a pain in my knee. You, do you understand? Now, I'm not telling you it's going to go instantaneously, but I am going to tell you your confession needs to change. Yeah. It has to change. I will not own anything he doesn't own. And then, because since we've do dove into it... You can hit that some, some people will own the sickness because it gives them a right to rest. But why don't we own the, own the dunamis power instead? Like, can I explain what I just meant? Like, say your aching knee. If you've been entertaining Go that your heart... If you've been entertaining... This is how it works, and I'm learning this. If you've been entertaining that you're hard done by, that you've always... You're, like, I've been working nine to five. I've been going to the church. I've been yep, ministering. There it is. I've been doing all this for God, and I just need a break. You're going to entertain... The ownership of sickness very quickly because sure it gives you an excuse to rest. It gives you an excuse to put on the brakes and say, I don't want to do this anymore, God. I deserve a couple of days in bed. It would be better just to say. Stop talking to me. I'm just talking about that. Stop talking to me. I think it would be better just to turn around and say, forget the pain, but I just need a couple of days in bed. Stop talking about me like that. But see, what you shared last night is this is exactly what we're talking about. That woman had owned the sickness and she had, for 12 years, she had gone through all of the benefits My that the sickness pain. gave her because there are benefits that sickness give us and until we're ready to give up Medicare. those benefits, we'll never be healed. Hit me. I got something else to say. That woman, she owned it, but the child, how could she own anything? She was dead. Sometimes you have to be good and dead and stop owning what doesn't belong to God. Why are you looking at me with those eyes? <laughs> By the way, dead people can't get sick. <laughs> that's right, baby, that's right. So, go ahead, Pastor. Actually, I, I was sharing um, with the saints last night about the various ways that Jesus approached his healing ministry. And this is really important because Pastor Rob and Pastor Nate are going to talk about the revelation part, right? Yep. Healing always begins with a revelation from God, just like faith begins with a revelation from God. So, healing is a God work. Yep. Just like faith and salvation is a God work. So when Jesus ministered healing, it was usually in four, usually, I know there was a lot more, but there were four basic ways he would heal. Number, The first way was he would, he would lay hands on the sick, like we're told to do. And by, by doing that, he had a physical connection with the person that was ill and he was able to release God's grace to that person through his hands. At a higher level of faith, the Lord would perceive someone could receive a healing just at him saying the word, i.e. The, the Roman centurion said, Lord, just say the word 
and my servant will be healed. And so... And I need to correct. Last night I said Cornelius, but my mind was... Because you thought I meant he was centurion. the centurion, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Um, I'm human. It's okay. Uh, at other intervals, the Lord would use physical um, sort of instruments like mud. He would make mud, put it in someone's eye. He spat on a man's tongue. He spat in the man's ear to loose his tongue and his earring. Oh, gee, watch out for COVID then. Pastor Robert is... God. In the eye, in the, in the mouth. But seriously... <laughs> we we can learn something about because um, you remember in the in the um, book of Acts, Peter's shadow had power yes, to heal. Yes, yes. Right, Peter's shadow. Can we ask the audience to please <laughs> remain quiet? Oh, it's okay, <laughs> Jen. That was a pretty Kim. good pun. That was a pretty good let, pun. Let me say something to Jen Kim. We oh yes, Lord, we need to get serious. It's okay, Jan. If you'd seen what I just did with open eyes. I'm serious. Yeah. Let's you have to laugh serious. about it, otherwise you'll cry about I'll it. I'll cry. Because it's so bad what the world is oh, I just got angry. I just got angry. You just said the B word, which is the beach. <laughs> <laughs> this is us, church. This is us. We're going to the beach. <laughs> oh, my God. Pastor, I can't believe this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got to let it out. Scene. Go. I was going to say... Um, uh, look at Christy. Christy's on board, guys. Yeah. Look. Pastor's on. Christy's on. Say hi to your daughter. Hi. Oh, she says, did I miss No, you? we're you trying to get lot. it started now, We haven't Chris. even started. <laughs> we haven't even started, Chris. You missed nothing. He's interrupting Please. with her stand-up comedic hour. <laughs> exactly. Go back to Pastor Tony. Go, Go for it. How are I, I apologise. No, no, this is fun. Um... So the Lord used uh, like instruments of faith, like Paul's handkerchief, Peter's shadow. They all worked. And then, what are you laughing at? Well, a handkerchief. That's another COVID no. You can't use someone's handkerchief. Well, technically it wasn't a cloth that blew your nose in. A kerchief You've got to watch it. You've got facts checkers here. The Lord a, a, it was the old English word is kerchief, which is really it meant an apron, like something he would work and he would sweat on, literally, right? Yeah. But um, the uh, the last one was that the Lord would make the recipient um, act out a a faith work. For instance, the ten yes. lepers, yep. he said, "Go show yourself to the priest," and as they went. Scripture says they were healed. Yeah. So there, there are times when the Lord asks you to do something to show that your faith is solid or it's operational. The man who, had, who was a paralytic and, and you know, he said, your sins are forgiven. But after he said, your sins are forgiven, he said, get up and walk. Jesus always told them to do something, yeah. right? So faith is a doing word. So in, 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 in the back of all of that, I would say to our listeners and our viewers, when, whenever you're seeking healing from the Lord, I know that you can quote the scripture and that's good, but until the Holy Spirit quickens that verse of scripture for you personally, and he, and he will say it to you his way, you've got to still get that spirit 
revelation for it to activate in your life. Because the letter of the, of the law will, will kill. It will produce death and not life. And so what I'm saying there is you can't formulate healing. You can't be healed with formulas like Nate, Nate said earlier, by his stripes I'm healed. You can say that till the cows come home. But until the Holy Spirit reveals to you that that's going to be a reality for you, then it's not going to come. The yeah. Spirit of the Lord, and Pastor, you've been calling him God the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he is. Paul calls him, says, the Lord is the, the Spirit. Lord. The Lord yes. is the Spirit. And where yes. the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's, there's healing, liberty. there's deliverance, there's salvation. Now, I'm going to come in here. You said it's a doing word. The faith it's, part. Yeah. It's more than a doing word. It's his doing word. It's his doing yeah, word. And because this is, this is what we're I want to say it's beyond your faith. This is it. it has this to be is. his faith and his doing word. That's awesome. I, I want to piggyback Hit on that. Hit it twice. And by the way, the cows won't come home. Yeah, this is they're a, being kept. This is a um, this is a process where we have to kind of exchange our thinking. We think that our faith activates healing. It's not our faith. No, it's faith that is given via the Holy Spirit that we agree with. Faith is a gift from God. Remember, yeah. I said last week, what is faith? Faith is God's intention to perform a miracle. Yeah. So God's intention yeah. begins the process. So, you know, if I was to teach a class on healing and, you know, I would say blockages to healing, one of the biggest blockages to physical healing is it's your intention to heal. And your intention to believe that God wants to heal you. Let it me has say. to be God's intention in your heart to believe that God intends to heal you. You see, intention is not faith. And that's the problem. We have a measure of faith, Pastor, a measure. But God has full faith. And God is offering full faith to us if we recognize who he is. And our agreement is the bridge. Hit it, baby. Our agreement with that, to receive that gift of faith, to let the Holy Spirit stir up within us. Because when we come back, we're going to go to a break. But I want to talk about... You know, each person of the Godhead has their function and their place. And I think we've fallen into a misconception of who we're working with yep. when we work in the confines of physical healing. And I want to talk about how Jesus actually worked with the Holy Spirit to release that energy yep. into the people that he laid hands on and healed. So, because you talked about it last night. You know, and uh, we were talking about it after. The woman it, with yeah. the issue felt the energy. Yeah, she felt the energy. She felt so the Jesus. power. And so did Jesus. But the thing is that we need to learn this. And personally, I want to say that when I was healed, it was not my faith. I was, I was challenged with, well, you got the grain of the mustard seed of faith? Yeah, I've got a measure of faith. But I couldn't do what God did with his faith. All he did was show me his faith in the situation. That became the doing word in my miracle. Yeah. But he, he actually told you what to do. 
He told you you were because healed. Because it was his he faith he wanted you me to get to up grab. out of bed. Isn't that, it sounds like the same Jesus in the in the Gospels. But it Get up, Robin, I've healed you. That's yes, what he said. But pastor, it was him. His faith he was asking me to take. Yeah. He was telling me, have you got a grain of mustard seed? Have you got a little bit of faith, a measure of faith? What was the measure of faith? My measure of faith was I couldn't stand, I couldn't sit, but I had to let uh, those that were in the house carry me to the telephone. Now, that meant if it was going to jolt these um, nerves in my body, in my spine, that was going to cause a continual muscle spasm and such. Could I do that? Could I do that, Lord? Well, I've got a grain of mustard seed of faith. Come on, guys, carry me to the lounge room. The rest was God. It was his faith. It wasn't mine. But it's funny because the Bible says it's faith working through love. Faith is not enough. I'm making a big statement here. It's faith to believe, and then the belief is in what? The love love of God. Love is the thing that energizes faith. So this is why I go back to the blockages. How are you going to have faith? Yeah, Lord, I believe for you to heal me, but I still don't believe that you love me. Uh, You know what? There's no love energizing your faith. We need to go to break. Go again, go again. Because people ask, how can I be healed? So we'll go to a break, and I've got some notes. She wants to hear that a couple of times. This is a big subject. There you go. Feel better? Yes. Oh, good. There was energy released. A lot of energy being released. (laughs) (laughs) I'm charged, but I'm just wait my hand over the gym button. Um, But guys, make sure you stay tuned because we have a lot more to talk about and we're just getting started. So we'll be right back. Right. (laughs) Energize your faith and hands off the mics. Thank you. Wow. We just unpacked a sub portal of things that we're going to talk about in this next segment. I think one thing that is standing out for me as well is that measure of faith because I'm often challenged to think I have to keep pushing for a bigger faith when the Lord is like, I just need a little bit. But I'm like, no, that's not enough. Let me, let me do it. Let me do it. But again, that comes back to, okay, I'm trying to orchestrate the faith to produce something that can't be produced because it needs to come from him, that in which it goes through love. You see, I got the gym. Can I do it? All right, Dr. Robin, you can say something. I just want to say your measure of faith can grow. Mm. Now, what does it grow to? What does it grow to? Okay. To believe, to believe you can receive through God's love. A miracle, but it never grows for you to do the miracle. Have I been reading your books again? <laughs> exactly. That's okay. I, I knew that. I just <laughs> won't even bother buying <laughs> them for you exactly. anymore. I'll just exactly. write them. Exactly. <laughs> Serious. It's Mark. No. This is what I said last yes, week. Yes, it's what Jesus Mark said. said it's in Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus said, if, you, if any of you have faith to say to this mountain, go and cast yourself into the sea, 
and does not doubt in his heart that what he has said shall come true, mm. then it shall be done for you. Then he says, furthermore, when you pray, whatever you have asked for, here's the clincher, believe that you have received it. Not just believe it. Not just believe to do I it. Believe that I you receive have it. received. So I always said to the Lord, okay, I get that part, but what am I believing in? What am I putting my faith in? I'm putting my faith in you. I'm putting my, f but this is the key. See, we put our faith in the ability to get healed so we can do it. Yeah, it's not right. But this is where, this is where we have to retrain our thinking because what pastor said needs to be said again. Say it again because I'll that's the biggest again. key to healing. I'm saying you made the statement that you always believed you needed to get your faith bigger. Yeah. And I'm asking you, and I'm asking everybody Aspen. online too, Aspen. what are you growing your faith for? Mm. Is mm. it to do the miracle mm -hmm. or to believe that the miracle can be done for you? <gasps> because that's the only thing you're going to be allowed to do. Believe, believe that you can receive this. You're not going to ever match God's faith. Mm. You'd best just receive his faith. Come on, that's the statement. This is faith, love and grace in action. You believe, you energise it with love, but yet you receive it because of the grace of God, nothing you do. This is the process. You get God's faith to believe. You energise it with the love that God has for you and the love that you have for him. But now you receive it through the grace of God, not because you showed up on Sunday and you read your Bible or not because you haven't fallen in 12 weeks because that's our thinking. Yeah. Or oh, we haven't opened our mouth. That's my thinking. Oh, mm. I haven't been entertaining that in 12 weeks, so I should have the right to be healed. Uh, See, it's all performance oriented. It's all I have the right. And this is where we fall into the Christianese. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about today how, you know, some people can walk into church and then pastor, I was telling that Shania and the guys... Just how the Lord's grace works. Like back in times in Sydney, there would be a young man that never used to show up for his cleaning teams. And he would always shift and like, you know, he would, and people in Sydney who know this man will know who I'm talking about. Oh, but yet think. on Sunday, we would be in the middle of worship and then oh, the, yes. the Lord would just come in the room and Pastor Robin would just start prophesying all this blessing and all this breakthrough for this young man and all of us are thinking, well, tell him to come to cleaning tents. And Pastor would call us out and say, God actually despises the self-righteousness in your heart more than he despises the weakness in that man's heart. Because the self-righteousness is a choice, the weakness is a blind spot. And so this is where the right and the right with healing and the earning and all of this comes into play. So this is why it's so important. Through grace, you receive what you've believed. The grace of God reached out to each person that Jesus had compassion on. And because they believed it, and then because they believed that they would receive it, they got it. And I'm going to go there again. Hit me, babe. This one you need to know. And that is, there is two moves of God involved with dunamis power. Okay. 
The first one, how does it involve your faith? You see, when the God, the Holy Spirit, energizes your faith to go to another level, it's for belief. When he energizes faith of God that you grab to go to the next level, it's for the miracle. The dunamis power by the Holy Spirit pastor and it's God's faith, God's power. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, do you know what? That is for the Holy Spirit's work. Yeah, exactly. The energy of the energio is the Holy Spirit's active divine energy in the situation in your life. I'll give you an example. There are three but words. But let me go there because this is important. Sure. Because if we believe we have a part to play yes. in the miracle. This is it. You're wrong. This is it. You only get to believe for it. You don't get to do it. And obey. So the energy is for belief, not for the action of the miracle. Mm. What God say to me, get out of bed and walk, Robin, you've been healed. Wow, I didn't say it to myself. He said it to me. Yeah. And it's funny because you only get to the doing part comes after the obedience. Yep. And it comes after the believing. See, you don't get to do before you believe. And this is where you look at every model of healing in the New Testament, especially as Jesus ministered, and he would ask them where their faith was at or he would measure where their faith was at. Then his compassion would meet them at that level. Then as a result of them... um putting their belief and trust in who he was, then he would say, right, get up and walk. Now yeah. activate truth, because we learned last week, if you don't activate truth, it becomes a deception and a lie. It can't just be thought, it has to be acted out. So that's where the scripture, faith without works is dead. So the Lord says, right, you see this truth in your psyche, you believe it in thought, now... I'm telling you, activate it in truth. And that's where the energizing power of the Holy Spirit comes to activate that divine energy into actual existence. And, and it, again, let's listen. But again, this is something that the Holy Spirit, God the Spirit does. And it is so important that we see this, that we can participate in working with the Holy Spirit in the portion that we need to have. But remember, <coughs> he had compassion on them and healed them. Pastor, you said not everybody was healed, but everybody Jesus had compassion on from the Father was healed. That's why he said at the cross, it's finished. I did everything you asked me to do, Father. Holy Spirit activated everything that needed to be done. You see, that, that's it. That's the key. We are so caught up in the healing. 
I think we misunderstand what laying hands for the sick is all about. Yes, you lay hands on the sick and they recover. Yes, there are receptacles in your fingers that bring healing, but it's an act of faith when you lay hands on someone of compassion that brings about the healing. You can be sitting with someone who's not a very good pastor, who steals money, that does some pretty evil things, and you're in the meeting, you could get healed. Why? Why? Because God's dealing with you. Holy Spirit's talking to you. He's not talking to the man on the stage. He's dealing, talking, and working with you. And that's why I mentioned the story of a lot of us. I mean, I've done that multiple times where someone is getting blessed Word. in the service or in church and I've thought all of the list of what they're not doing in the kingdom according to my standard. Thanks. And then the Holy Spirit <laughs> locates in me, mm, maybe it's that list that's stopping you from receiving the blessing. Because, see, that person can see themselves as weak and needs strength. Amen. Whereas you, thinking the way you do, you don't see yourself as weak. You see yourself as having it all together. Well, well and truly. Think, well about, and truly. think about that, that standard. If Jesus was to keep G. that standard. G.A., move the bike, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pastor. You ask for this every time we go move the car. <laughs> go for what you were saying. That's I was important. I saying like that, that dynamic, if Jesus held that on everybody in Israel at the time, no one would get healed. That's it. They That's were right. all undeserving. That's it. Every That's single right. one of them. Everyone. But he healed them all. But I want to get back to, you know, I mentioned that there were some people who, who didn't activate faith um, the man born blind, remember they said, Lord, who has sinned, this man or his parents? Now, he wasn't asking to be healed. Nope. Um, but they grabbed him and brought him to the Lord, and his response was that he, his parents weren't the cause, nor was the man's sins, but that the, the father could be glorified. So Jesus got a revelation from his father that I'm going to heal this one just for the sake of it. But I do believe that man eventually activated faith when, when the Lord said, go wash, go wash in the pool. Yeah. yeah. Right? He could have said, look, you know, blow that, I'm going home. You know, I'll wash when I get home. But, but how about if we think about this? Um, you said you've got to get a revelation, right? Don't you think Jesus had to get a revelation? When did he get his revelation? When he sought his father in the morning. He wasn't caught off guard with that man. He knew exactly what to do. Yeah. And he was constantly in active communion, conversation with the Father. You know, okay, Lord. Yeah, the, I do what I yeah. see my Father. Yeah, like doing, I believe so he, he would have he, said. He probably saw the Lord. You know, the Lord would have said, today we're going to be performing some miracles. Today we're going to be activating some supernatural healing. So go to this place and when you get there, I'm going to show you the person. And so that's why he would have been waiting. You know, okay, Lord, where am I to, you know, exercise this? Energia, this Holy Spirit power. Where am I to release this power? And then 
that person presents themselves and the father goes, right, that's the candidate. Because here's the three words that are described in the New Testament, the Greek words, and Pastor Tim will know this, um, with power, right? And um, the way to understand it is the first word is exousia, which means the authority to be able to perform the act, okay? So God the Father has the exousia power to heal, right? So he has the authority. So if you think of it like the New York State Power Plant, they have the authority via the government to give power to each individual home. But yet it's not the divine force or active energy that gives power to the home. They're the ones that are authorized to do it. The next one is dunamis. Dunamis means authority. So you've got the force, right? The ability to be able to do it which is God the Father, obviously. Then you've got the dunamis power, which is Jesus Christ, because in the name of Jesus, everything is done. And by his name, demons flee. So he's the dunamis power. So another way to understand that is, okay, so the New York power plant has the authority to give power out, but now the New York state power plant, say up in upstate New York, is the actual power plant facility, <coughs> excuse me, that distributes through dunamis to all of New York. See what I'm saying? So there's three different things and I'm gonna show you why. So the third one is what we're talking about, which is energio or energia, which is the active flow of power, the active divine release. And so what is that? Well, in the situation where I'm giving you examples, that's like the little toaster in yeah. your house that you put the toast in through the dunamis and the exousia, it has all of that, but yet it is the active release of power that you feel. And it can also be the light um, fixture or the power fixture yeah. on the wall. How it all got there, yep. uh, many ways. You said yeah. through this, through that, but when you put the cord, you know, in there, that's when you see the power come forward. So how you experience the power in your personal life, and this is important, is not because of your direct contact no. with the exousia power. No. It's not because of your direct contact through the dunamis power. It's, the it's wall because plug. of your direct contact. You feel the current of the energia or the energio power of that thing. So, so that's why this when is you powerful is because that scripture, faith working through love, the word working through in the New Testament in Greek is energia or energio, which is the active agent of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. So how are you experiencing that active working through? The Holy Spirit, another scripture. I'll give you a couple of scriptures here where every instance is not dunamis or exousia power. It's working through the actual energio, right? This is another scripture. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. James 5.16. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth, availeth much. But the root word of effective is the same word Energia. So the Lord is showing you here that that working through power of the Holy Spirit in you to confess your sins is the reason why your prayers will avail much. 
Does everyone get what I'm saying? Another scripture. We're I'll give it, it to you. We're picking it up. These are important to understand, right? A wide door for effective service has been opened to me. 1 Corinthians 16, 9. Mm. So God is the one who opens the doors. And in the authority of the name of Jesus, those doors stay open and no demon can shut them. But it is the active, energizing power, effective, the word again there, that literally energizes things, doors of ministry, doors of opportunity to be open to me. And this is the concept that we've got to get. He is God on earth, the Holy Spirit. It is his energizing power that is working through. Anytime you see working through in the New Testament, 95% of the time, the root word is energia, which refers to the power of the Holy Spirit. So faith working through love. Faith energized by the Holy Spirit through love. Yeah. And this is a big key ingredient to physical healing because scientifically, this is where I'm going to bring in the, the correlation. People, scientists tell us that the atom, right, stands surrounded by 99% of nothing. The atom <laughs> that makes up wow. everything in the universe. This is good. Right? But Genesis 1.1 says, you know, in the beginning, right, and then the spirit hovered over the waters. But... We know that Colossians like 1.16, in him all things have their existence. But again, what is surrounding the atom? See, the whole earth is held together by the authority of the name of Jesus. So just like the glue of our cells, it's the lemonin that holds the whole earth together. Remember we taught lemonin? Yeah. The cell body. structure. The body so that's the cross together. that holds the cell structure. So, so without the authority... Which, are, which is the dunamis power of the name of Jesus, our bodies would dissipate into the atmosphere. So Jesus, by his word, is literally holding us together, right? Through the exousia power of the Father, his will. But yet, what is the vibrating energy that is moving through us the spirit. as active divine God flow? The, spirit. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So... Science says, well, the atom is res- it, it actually surrounded by 99% of nothing. But Christian scientists know that the atom is actually centered around the vibration of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And this is important to physical healing. Why? I know I just said a lot. Because when your cells stiffen up, they stop responding they get to that vibrating energy of the Holy Spirit. So yeah, they get rigid. This is when you grieve the Holy Spirit. So your cells, through rejection, fear, all of these demonic ties, stiffen, and now what's meant to be vibrating stiffens. <laughs> and now disease, infection, pain, infirmity have voice in your cell structure because you're not in divine flow of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and, I, I think, uh, and I think um, when you make that statement, when you're not in divine flow of the Holy Spirit, uh, let's have a little look at that and see, well, when we get healed, we think we have something to do with it. So my Bible clearly says he's not going to share his glory with anyone. Okay. Now, he's the healer, Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit is the agent to bring forward that healing. That's it. That's it. 
You see what I'm saying? It's the name of Jesus that it happens. It's the Father's will and God the Holy Spirit is the agent to activate it. It causes the vibrations and such. Now, I want to really bring something to you. Most people that get healed, they don't, are not really sure why they got healed. Don't know the love of God, don't know the compassion of God, don't know that God wants to heal them. So they get a miracle, Shania. Yep. What happens after they get the miracle? Somebody comes along and grabs them and puts them on a book. Wow, you got healed by the power of God. And they throw them into something they don't know why it happened. So from that moment on, they're searching for why it happened. My God. And then that sort of effect, my brothers and sisters, gets the church of Jesus Christ damaged about healing. If you want to know all about healing, you have to know the healer. You're not the healer. You just participated in the healing. You didn't make the healing happen. All your part to play is, I'll say this before we go to break, is you have to... How about that, Pastor? You have to find what has forced your body and your cells out of divine flow of the active divine flow of the Holy Spirit. And I give you this example. I said to last night to pastor as we were talking in the office, the woman with the issue of blood, she had gone through 12 years mm -hmm. of doctors, 12 years of frustration, 12 years of trying her way. She's she one was, type of person. She is one type, but she was fed up with dictating how she would be healed. So she wasn't after, you know, something that was comfortable. She wasn't after something that didn't cost her anything. Now, most scholars believe that it was her period that she was suffering with. It was a hemorrhaging, that, just like a period that never stopped. So she risked everything. To be out in public, she was already unclean. You know what I mean? To be among people. So she, she was ready. But what we said last night... She was like, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Now, it wasn't the garment. It was because he was wearing the garment. Yep. And this is the importance. Now, what happened because of that state that she's in, the Holy Spirit within Jesus, because he released the Holy Spirit through her, her cells, and I'm going to give you the science of this, her cells, her body was put in prime condition to receive a healing, miraculous touch. So when she touches him, what happened was the Holy Spirit literally went from Jesus into her body and began to look in her molecular structure like a like what is out of missile. vibration. Get this picture, everyone. No, no, it's like a missile. Literally. That's why he Torpedo. said, whoa, who just touched me? I felt power go throughout me. And she said, whoa, I've been healed. So imagine in a nanosecond, the Holy Spirit literally went through her molecular structure, found the atoms, and then found all the molecules that weren't vibrating but were stiffened through fear. That was me. Through doubt, through rejection, through inadequacy, wow. through self-hate. 
And because of her belief in who he was, the Holy Spirit said, right, I can locate that molecule, that molecule, that molecule. And now because I am, here's the key, now because I am the vibrating force Mm -hmm. that holds all the molecules in vibration, Mm -hmm. I have the power to rearrange what fear, rejection, self-hate, all these things have done in your body. This is literally the science of healing. Now, wow. because the Holy Spirit has been released into her body, come on, Nate, say it. Has the power to rearrange all of the disease yeah. of state of homeostasis, mm-hmm. which is equilibrium. Yeah. So the equilibrium of the molecules, the equilibrium of the organs, the equilibrium of every system mm-hmm. now fell into subjection to the power, the energia of the Holy Spirit. Active divine energy in her body. That's wow. it. And this is why when we grieve the Holy Spirit. Stop. Wow, sorry. This is, yeah, this is literally take a breath yeah, with that spiritual one. physics, spiritual biology, letting you know science does not war against the word of God. It literally shows you why, how it works. Yeah. Okay? Because she was primed. Mm. Because she was primed. See, the Holy Spirit is sometimes priming us. Yeah, but the devil primes us Thank too. You. Thank and you. And he primes your knee. Because you want to own it. And this is uh, the problem. I wasn't actually talking about my knee, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, your, your wrist, any of it. No, I'll take knees, wrists, elbows. But can I say, and I'm not, I'm not being um, mean here, but see, the woman was ready to give up everything. Yeah. She was ready to give up every comfort that that bleeding had given her. Well, she had to crawl. She didn't walk. She didn't dive. She didn't do any of that. She grabbed the ground and crawled. Yeah. Because when you're in that position, you can't stand. No. When I was in the position I was in, I had to crawl. But you said last night from your own testimony, the Lord had got you to the place where if a wheelchair was where you were going to stay yep. for the rest yep. of your yep. days, yep. if you just got him, that's I all you cared him. about. I needed him. That's all you cared about. It was God that gave me back my legs because yep. he needed me to do that. Yep. But I needed him. Yep. And I was ready to serve him no matter whether I was sitting or running or standing. But can you see what I'm saying? I know we're going to go to a break. That Hit heart that, posture from you, Pastor Robin... Put yourselves in a prime state and put your spine in a prime state yeah. to now hold the active energy of what he was going to release. Well, the If act- you had been visited days before, weeks before, months before, and you hadn't come to that heart realisation of I need him and not just the healing, uh-huh. your body might not have responded. i got to tell you, that when you're talking about this active power, like this active power that took this rigidness and, and, and started to shake it, well, that's exactly what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I was curved like an upside-down sea, like a cradle, <laughs> and my legs and feet were coming up to meet my chest. It was like a spastic condition. Yep. And then when the Holy Spirit showed me, hey, uh, 
you know, you want me. You don't just want what I can give you. You want me. You want Jesus. I'm going to give you everything. That's what he let me know. But did I understand it? I didn't. Then he took me, raised me from the bed so only the, the tip of my head and impossible. But let me talk about the impossible because he was looking for something impossible to do. And so he took my, my head, let it rest on the bed, took my heels and turned me up the other way. So instead of being this way, I went that way. Now you said impossible to do, but I didn't do it. I was just cooperating. And then he just began to knit every nerve end that had been cut. But it shook the room he with was rearranging the molecules. power. He was rearranging the molecules and all of the areas of your spine that were not in vibration with who he was. Yeah. Literally. So I took no glory for it, Pastor. Wow. I took no glory for it. And I think that's the problem with the healing ministry. We want to share the glory with God. Yeah. And it's powerful because if you understand this, that that person like yourself and like the woman in the Bible, they were ready to give up everything. See, we got to talk about this. We're going Being to. Being in bed when you're sick. Let's talk about just the everyday sickness, being in bed. It brings up things. It brings yep. up things that you've been entertaining because it brings up the right to be sick. It brings up the right to have a rest. It brings Entire. up the right to have some time off. You won't get healed until you're ready to, you know, they say to cancer survivors, someone that goes to chemo and that goes around going, oh, I've got cancer. I've got cancer. Sometimes the best therapy is to wake that person up. Like say someone is being served, like, you know, as a friend, and I, someone's got cancer and I'm giving, uh, let me come and pick you up. Let me put your socks on for you. Yeah. Let me fluff your pillow for you. That's not going to make you fight. Yeah. Get up and do it yourself and be a fighter. Fight the cancer. Right. But that person that's feeling sorry for themselves, I'll fluff my pillow for me because I've got cancer. I'll go to the store for me because I've got cancer. And I'm not saying there's no empathy in that, but they fall into the mindset, oh, I've got cancer and now I can't fight it. It's, mm. I own it. I own it. It's my cancer. It's, it's my, my disease. Cancer. Wow. And then they go, you know, they go into the handicap lane. Oh, I can park here because I've got but cancer. But you see, in that, uh, we, we want to come back to what the Lord's saying. And in that, uh, one thing I can say beyond a shadow of doubt, Christy doesn't own yes. any of this. She doesn't own it. It's sometimes to her detriment because she will get up with her body and push it to the limit. And but you don't own anything when no, I, whenever no. there's issues with your bowel, like you always say, this is coming against me. We know we change our verbiage, not my yeah, it's issue. My verbiage is different yeah. than, uh, than the verbiage of ownership. Yeah. I can tell, tell you, you asked a question. Last night I got home from the meeting and it was a big meeting <coughs> and then I had to do a whole study on uh, open eyes to get it ready for today. And as I was sitting there, I had this uh, pain, right? 
and it was in like a cramp in my leg because it was cold. And uh, I turned around and I said, I'll heat it up because I needed to warm up my legs. But I said, get out. Get out. I, I don't own you. I don't have this. And it left. It left. Let's take a break. <laughs> oh, did we take a break? I yes. hope I'm challenging people. We're taking a break. Not that we feel sorry for ourselves, but <laughs> I need a break after that. But I don't feel sorry for myself, and neither should you. Anywho, we'll be back with more. Stay tuned. Are we Who's going to heal your body? Wow, this is good stuff. Yes, it is. Um, wow, it's just a lot. Um, but I, I'm reminded of something, too. Um, back when we were talking about what key are you being healed in, as far as, like, the things that we think the Lord is touching, he's not touching, which then misaligns us in a sense for that prime interaction for the Lord to impart healing upon us. And I'm thinking about, again, several portals back, we were talking about that. I think you mentioned it earlier from that same portal. We were talking about just being in tune with that. And I think sometimes we diagnose ourselves before the Holy Spirit can and therefore misaligns ourselves from prime healing as well. To go back to what you were saying, I have been, I was just telling Pastor Nate this last night, how I've been watching (laughs) YouTube Academy. Um, And I've been watching like the Institute of Human Anatomy, right? I don't know why I tend to watch stuff like this, but I I love random education sometimes. Um, But in this thing, they were showing how they can tell a lot about, unfortunately, a now deceased body and the traumas it was going through because of how some of the organs stiffen up and things like that. But what I found so interesting about this, watching something of it, I can't remember the name of it, but I didn't know that our body had this capability where we have a lining that protects our intestines. And he was talking about when there's a particular pain in your intestines, little do we know, talking about our body knows before we do and we come in line with it. No, not even that. It, what it does is it covers it. It like goes, it will stretch to that area wherever there's pain or any uh, imbalance and it will cover it and protect it, hoping that it won't spread any, any further. And, when I was listening to that, I was just like, wow, the amount of grace that the Lord, even that to me is like our body has given us grace to get in a line to say to it, like be healed and receive that healing. So it starts to respond even before our mind understands it, before our heart gets in line. It start, our body already has those triggers to respond through the Holy Spirit and protect itself or start to heal itself. But like you were saying, what stunts that healing is when we keep, enforcing that we're not healed or keep enforcing um, rejection 
and then it stops that already innate process to heal itself. Yep. And um, it, it's just been interesting to look into that. If you guys want to watch it, go for it. I know it's a bit, ugh. I but think I just am marveled sorry, by that. I want to mention one thing that you rude. mentioned in Open Eyes to do with yeah. this. This is why the spirit of transgenderism is so against the order of God. Yep. Because when you create the hormone testosterone in your body, your body in a man will know when you're creating too much. And it will automatically regulate that hormone production mm. by counter-producing the same amount of estrogen. Same in a woman. When a woman starts to get too much testosterone, the body will say, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Amanda's in the audience and she can back me up on this. The body will say, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's too much. That's not what we're created to do. So we need to regulate it now by producing the counter Amount. So when these people take these hormone blockers, they're literally blocking their body from functioning the way that God created it to do. So if a boy wants to turn to a girl, if he takes estrogen as a hormone, naturally his body's going to say, no, 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 this is too much estrogen for me to handle. So I'm going to produce the right amount of testosterone right, testosterone right now to counteract what you're introducing because I was not created to be this way. There's someone here that's made a comment. I'm not going to mention name. I'm just going to say they heard this on a New Age explanation, but not on a Christian perspective. Well, the situation is, just to help you to understand, uh, New Age counterfeits what is Christian. Christians never counterfeit New Age. Just to let you help you to understand. You heard it. It's the truth, but New Age have grabbed it and made it work. See what the you New see, Age. You see, there there are Christian yeah. principles that so work. They work. Principles of of the Bible work. We the church don't grab yeah. them, but New Age grabs them, and that's why they get the benefits of them. I want to go back into something else, which mm. is really important. You, uh, I don't do what you and Nate do. Look at this science part of it, and, and Amanda and such like that. I just look at the cross. Yeah. And what do I mean by that? I look at what took place. I look at every ailment yes, that I have and coming against me. Do you think Jesus felt those on the cross? Do you think he had tired knees, swollen knees? Do you think he might have had a weak wrist? This is the reality of this. There is not a part of his body that was not affected. Now, if you can get that reality, then you're a candidate for the healer. This is why I believe that the Lord allowed the, the um, brutality of the stripes that were given to him because Passion of the Christ depicts this so, like, amazing the way they depict it. Every 
element of his skin. Every area was whipped. Every area was touched. Every Blood flowed area. from for every area. It's this true. is the key. Blood flowed for the knee. Blood flowed for the toe. Blood flowed for the organs. Blood flowed for the head. Blood flowed for the nose. See, so when blood flows for it, that means it's been atoned for. Now I have the dunamis authority, exousia authority to claim the active flow of healing by the energio power of the Holy Spirit. See, so that's why I can go to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, well, right, right now my body is experiencing a bit of a cold. But this is what I went to the Lord last night when I went to sleep. You don't think he was cold hanging there? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he had pneumonia coming against him. But this is what I want to say. Last night I was sitting there with the Holy Spirit and he was saying, he said to me this. He said, Nathan, I've been telling you for a while and my wife's going to be like, oh, thank God, because she's been telling me this, but only the Holy Spirit can say Nathan, I've been telling you for a while to rest. Yeah, so have I. So have you. And he said, now, do you want to learn to rest from a cold? Yeah. Or do you want to learn to rest because I told you and you listened to my voice? Yeah. Because he said, when you didn't rest, this is what he said to me, when you didn't rest, when I told you to rest, the fear of missing out crept in. Yep. It stiffened your cells. Now you are susceptible to the parasites that want to affect and, and infect your and body. And hurt your back. And now because the flow of the Holy Spirit is out of equilibrium, you've become a primed candidate for an attack of the body. So he said, so this is what he said. So, and then he said to me, this is what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to show you how when you give up the rights of what sickness gives you, you'll heal quicker. Because when I lied in bed, I thought, to, funny enough, I said to the Lord, okay, Lord, you've been telling me to rest. And then this is what the enemy did. This is what the enemy did. And I'm going to expose him in all of our heads. I was lying there and the enemy came and said, yeah, you've been working hard. You should be in bed resting. You may, should take the next 24 hours off. Oh, maybe you should go and get fixed up at the gym. Yeah, you should. That's, he said that too. You should, and, then I, and, then, and then this thought came. No, you should be in bed. You should be resting. You should, you know, you work so hard for the kingdom. You work so hard. Like, you know, you've given everything. So it's your right to say, no, I want a day off. That's what the, I'm being honest. That came. Then I was lying in bed this morning and I said, no, I don't want to go that route this time, Lord. No, no more after the fact. Yep. So he said, so you, then he said to me, okay, are you ready to hate what this will give you? He said, because I can spend, he, he literally said to me, you can spend another two days in bed where then I'll You're get healed. you to the, where, where, then he said to me, I'll get you to the point now through spending the two days in bed of so being so frustrated of doing nothing that now you will kick your body into fighting the sickness because you want to get up and be active. Look. And if you examine the common cold that you've had, the first day is all the feeling sorry for yourself, all the sympathy. The second day you're like, okay, I can do this for another 50%. But if I go another three days, I'm going to go mental being in bed. And that's usually the day that you 
kick your body into healing because you've decided to break agreement with, no, I'm not going to be bedridden anymore. I've got to get up. I've got to fight. The body remembers the response you've stored and it says, okay, right, now we're going into fight mode, not flight mode. So I can do something. And the Holy Spirit's there going, oh, thank you. Now I can vibrate. Now I can move through your cell structure. And this is literally how you change the thinking of healing. Now, I was coughing pretty bad last night. But you're healed But I woke up this morning and I was not coughing. I was not spluttering, you know. And the Lord said to me, continue to take the medication because that's not a lack of faith. So I took the medication and he said... Didn't do anything for you. And he said, as you you kept going throughout the night, I'm going to heal you. But why I'm saying that is because the Lord told me to rest. And I didn't listen to his voice. I thought because of fear of missing out, I'm going to lose the moment. And I'll I'll expose myself. I've been going to the gym pretty good four days a week. And the Lord was like, the devil was like, you've worked up a momentum. If you break the momentum now, you're going to lose the momentum. Mm. But then her voice came into my head and said, when you jump out, you can jump back in. Yeah. And so this is why I know the day that I got sick because I know what I was entertaining. And I know when my cells stiffened up inside and my body stopped responding to the flow yep. of the Holy Spirit. And let me just say I'll this myself for, for all you. you. I know what the Lord's saying to you is you, when you fall off the ladder, you never get back on the same rung. You go to the bottom of the ladder and climb all the way back up again. That's what the Holy just Spirit just said it to tell you. Thank you, Lord. That's true. I don't want to go to the bottom anymore. No more. No more. Get back on the same rung. Why are you going all the way down and repeating the same thing again? Why don't you start going from the rung you're at and, and experience a new thing? But Pastor, what I thought of this, I thought, isn't it funny how either way, whether through the <laughs> Amanda way of being, just hit it, <laughs> whether through the way of being sick or the way of listening, you're going to end up doing what God tells you to do. Yeah. Whether you learn through cancer not to be angry, or you learn before the hand, you're going to end up learning that anger is going to cost you. So you may as well save yourself and your body a little bit of, you know, heartache and do it the way of the Spirit. This is what I said on Sunday. The seed of your emotions, spiritually, don't play with them. Don't play with them. Because they're primed to do something. And if you start doing something against the way the almighty Father, the creator, has created them to be, there'll be war. There'll be war. Either way, you're going to end up doing what God has created. The body's not going to say, sorry, I can't hold this rejection. I'm not created to hold it. So now I have to now malfunction. And I'm getting, through the malfunctioning, I'll have to teach you that you can't entertain rejection. So you're, you're going to learn. Well. So what is going on, Pastor, is a conversation, a communication between every part of my body with my creator. 
Are we having a good conversation? Are we communicating? Are my organs communicating with the Creator? I'm saying it because I've seen it. The way the Lord is touching me and talking to me is through the cross. I go to Him and when I pray for you, I apply the cross. Everything that was done to Him so that you don't have to receive it, I apply the cross of Calvary. And I do it for my daughter. And I want to see this go all the way, all the way. Pastor, here's the grace of God. Today I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, I didn't listen to you. Fear of missing out got in. And then that's when he said, now this is where grace kicks in. I'm going to heal you, not because you have to prove it to me, but just because I love you. Do you believe it? Do you receive it? And that's where the believing that you've received it. Someone said, well, you know, do you believe it first? And then do the do. But now because of the grace of God, man, if I stood on my merit, the Holy Spirit could be like, well, you didn't listen to me last week when I tried to tell you to slow down. And you decided that what you wanted was more important than what I was showing you was needed. And so, but he didn't say that to me today. He said, okay, now that you've seen it, we've located it. Now I can touch it. You know what I'm saying? You saw Pastor Nathan last night. (coughs) He was pretty bad. He's healed. He's healed. Amen. And I'm resting now because the Holy Spirit says rest is what I need. Not because I have to rest as a result. To get it. Of trying to get well. I'm choosing to agree with his flow beforehand so I don't have to learn after the fact. I even said to the Lord today, this is a big confession. I said, Lord, I don't have to go to the gym for the next week. You know, if it means my body needs a break, that's fine. And he, then he said to me, yeah, that's right. You can trust me enough to know that you can jump back in and you don't have to work your way up through the ladder. No, and no, you can start from that rung. Here's the beauty of it. And so anyone that's listening... I use the gym because that's something that's important to me, but it could mean something else to you. But anyone that's listening, you go to the bottom all the time and then you've got to work your way back up through those experiences again to get to the rung to fall off to go to the bottom again. If you got back up on the rung that you fell off, you won't have to experience why you fell you can go to the next level. I pray that my self-exposure has helped you. My wife's probably laughing in the back going, I'm trying to tell her to rest. Yeah, she is. She's dancing at the moment. Don't worry. I tell tell her all the time. I'll be honest. Pastor was telling me to slow down. My wife was telling me to slow down. But my self-righteousness thought, no, I'm strong enough. I can handle it. You know, I'm super Nate. I can go to the gym five times a week. I can stay up and do all the editing. I can go to church and minister, you know, and my body's going, hello, I wasn't created to be this, you know, powerful. You need to rest. Sleep is good. Get some. Yes. The snake (laughs) off your chest. Not the S, the snake off your chest. And I think that my exposure. This is pretty good because this is what it's all about, you see. Um, Healing. 
And I don't think anybody's ever thought of it like this. Your body's in conversation with the creator. Mm. Everything that was created is in conversation. Constant vibration. And what I mean by that is, and uh, for that person that asked that question, quantum physics teaches us that the universe, everything in the universe is in a constant state of vibration. Now, what the New Age movement have done is, is they try to restore the vibration without the relationship. Yeah. So they get you to lie down on a bed and then they get a little like triangle and they ting, ting. over you to try and vibrate your cells back into a pitch oh, or yeah. a harmonization of I equilibrium. Yeah. Or yeah. they put rocks on you. Or yeah. they do some yeah. kind or of mantra. Crystals or crystals. Or crystals. All the of red this light stuff. too. They're doing a lot of red light. Reiki. Yeah. Be yeah. Careful. Spiritual red healing. light. They literally try to shift the energy out of the organ and up no through the pathways. In Amanda they probably do the red light. heard about this too. Yeah, there's some red light therapy. Yep. That people are standing in front of a red light for like infrared light for like 20 minutes in the front, and then you turn around for another 20 minutes. I think the back. devil really likes. I colors. think the devil literally sits there and laughs and goes, "Wow, they actually believe that this works." Instead right. of just asking I, I'm going to say something. <coughs> Pastor and I have been talking about how big our God is. Yeah, and uh, we've been sharing a couple of things, and you brought a couple of things out the other night. I think you should bring them out. Just a couple of little oh, things. Yeah, I shared it with Pastor Tony last night. Ah, oh, blow your mind. But it comes down to look. Who does the devil think he is? Now, I'm not being disrespectful to, you know, like uh, not bringing a railing action, action or accusation against the devil. I'm not doing that. But after Pastor shared with me a couple of realities about who God is, I think I had a chuckle. Who the devil is. And I have more of a chuckle in thinking that man thinks he can defeat the devil in his own power. I think we better learn who this God is that we serve and love and who loves us. He created all this for our benefit pastor share oh i was sharing with pastor tony last night um, this is going to blow you guys <coughs> evolutionists say that the world has been around for six you know million years <laughs> or a trillion or whatever the number is right longer like i think yeah billion years i'm um but i'm reading a as a part of my study to do with um prophetic um Numerology. Now, I love what the author says. Oh, I don't like numbers. I love what the author says. He says, the study of stars, right, is astronomy. But the worship of stars is astrology. Then he compares it and he says, the study of numbers in the kingdom, he said, is prophetic numerology. But the worship of numbers is idolatry. And I think that encapsulates... If meaning, if I think that two, because two plus three equals five, there therefore five means this and five means that, and that means five is going to do this in my life, nothing is going to happen because five is five. Everything's going to happen because God is God. Yeah. 
Here and God is. created the five, which points back to God being God. But the numbers don't reveal... The five doesn't create God. God created the five. The numbers don't reveal. The key word is the numbers confirm. Yeah. So if you look to numbers to reveal, you're, an, like, you're like the stars to reveal. You're an astrologist. But if you look to the stars to confirm what God has already said... Like I said to some of our guys last night, we were sitting down. The Greeks and the Persians, they were astrologists, but the Israel, uh, the Jews studied the stars before they did. Mm. Like if you look at the Hebraic calendars, the months, the tribes of Issachar, Zebulun, they knew the times by the stars in the this sky. This is all because we're going to know who we are. So why that's um, important was because I was, I'm reading this book called The Biblical Prophetic Encyclopedia of Numbers. And each number is pointing to why God uses math and numbers. Because <laughs> I love this stuff. Like I taught um, the numerology with season casting about what the 2021 and the 2020 mean, right? But um, I'll just read this excerpt because they try to say through evolution that um, the earth is six... Is it billion years? 4.6 4. 4. billion years. I think we just cut oh. off. Did we just cut off from Facebook? No. No? Everyone was still good? No. No. Wow. wow. Well, I mean, we did go three hours or so. No, no, no. There's no time limit. So that's oh. just the devil. That's the devil. See, we, see, we need it. to get and, and And that wasn't uh, Zeke. It wasn't. I was just about to say. We're back. We're back. Hallelujah. We're back. That wasn't, that wasn't Zeke. Zeke. It wasn't Zeke. <laughs> okay. You just cut off because you don't like what you hear. I'll just read this quickly so Enemy. that you can understand the amount Balbany. of power Balbany. that God literally just, it just blew my mind, right? Um, so we're talking here, he, the chapter is on the number two and he's talking about prophetically two is the concept of doubles, right? And <coughs> I can go into that. I'm going to give you all, all this stuff. But... Um, it also talks out too will always point to the Lord Jesus Christ. And interestingly enough, um, and he talks about the Hebrew calendars. There's, all, there's been two Hebrew calendars. God gave Hebrews, um, the Hebrews two calendars, the Genesis calendar, calendar starting on the 1st of Tishri and the Exodus calendar starting on the 1st of Nisan, which is the Passover month when the innocent lamb was slain and Israel was set free by the blood. The yep. first calendar is considered civil or secular, but the second calendar is a religious or spiritual. So basically he's showing us here, even in the Hebrew number of two, the Lord is showing us that every Christian has their secular birth, but they also have their spiritual birth, which is when the blood of Jesus becomes real to them. And it points back to Jesus. I thought that was powerful, but anyway. So he says here, every I Christian do. has two birthdays. The first one is natural when, you know, when none of us have chosen to be born, but the second is spiritual, where each of us have made the choice by the faith of the Holy Spirit deposited to be born again. So that points to that. But this is what was really blowing my mind, where he talked about how through evolutionary theory, they try to say that the world is this old, and if you do the simple math, they can actually prove, mathematicians can prove that evolution is bonkers. Because right. Tell they me all say about here, <laughs> I'll read a couple of excerpts so everyone can understand, right? Um, they um, say here, um, let me go to the chapter. Okay. Okay. Okay, many people are counting the rate at which human population doubles. 
The current global growth rate is 1.17% in parts of Africa, Arabia, Latin America. It can even exceed 3%. At this rate, the world's population doubles every 40 or so years. Again, there's a prophetic inkling and link to the number 40. Right? Every 40 years, the world comes out of a wilderness and a new generation is birthed. Come on. Okay. Lord said a new generation. So that's so you can catch that. And then he said, here are the milestones of human population numbers. And I'll just give you a couple. Um, in 1959, the world's population was at 3 billion. 1974, 4 billion. 1987, 5 billion. 1999, 6 billion. 2012, the world's population grew to 7 billion people. Right? What is this showing is the speed of compound growth. 650 years to double 250 million to 500 million. 204 years to double 500 million to 1 billion. 123 years to double 1 billion to 2 billion. And only 47 years to double 2 billion to 4 billion. Now listen to this. What does the speed of compound growth in population tell us? It begs the question for evolutionists, how many people in total have ever existed if humans have been around for 6 million years, as evolutionists claim? Mm -hmm. Creationists question the very assumption of millions of years. How can we settle this debate? Mathematician John Hefner proposed a simple way that any person with a calculator can lay aside all evolutionary and creationist bias and calculate for themselves how long humans have most likely been on the planet. All right, so slow down. Let me get All my right? calculator. Get a calculator. Mm -hmm. Let's grab start a calculator. Let's grab start. It. I'm grabbing it. Let's start with the evolutionary timeline oh, that Homo sapiens appeared five hundred thousand years ago. All Are right. you ready for this? Listen to this. Listening. Start with only two people and multiply that by a conservative growth rate of uh -huh. 0.56% 0.56 per year. The current world population growth rate is 1.2%, more than double. What should the current population be after 500,000 years? Okay, According to this calculation, that would be 2.45 times 10 to the power of 990 people. Oh, I ain't get that math. Now listen to this. All the mathematicians can start to really get their ears tingled in this. To put that in perspective, that's two with 990 zeros after it. That's more people than all the electrons in the entire universe. If we, if we were 500,000 years old, according to our population growth rate, there should be more people... And those people actually make up more than the entire electrons in the universe, which is physically impossible. I'll blow your mind again. Oh, okay? That means, listen, there are only 10 to the power of 130 electrons in the universe. So therefore, evolutionists believe that there would be 10 to the power of 990 people. He said that's more people on earth than all the atoms that are, that are in the earth. Can't oh. happen. 10 to the power of 48 is the estimated number of all the atoms on earth. Clearly something is wrong with the evolutionary timeline. Let's go with a shorter timeline. That humans appeared 100,000 years ago, right? Let's also drop the population growth rate to 0.1%, near extinction level, lower than any recorded uh, population growth in history. If the first human pair appeared 100,000 years ago 
and the growth rate were just 0.1% per year, what should the current population be after 100,000 years? The sum is 5.38 times 10 to the power of 43 people. That's five with 43 zeros after it. Again, to put it in perspective, <laughs> 10 to the power of 21 is the estimated number of stars in the universe. This is obviously wrong. It means, according to evolution, they say there should be more people than the amount of stars in the universe. Mm. This is crazy, right? Now, let me go to why God's word works. And I can give you all of this. You should get this book. But because Noah had four sons, right? Three sons and they probably three wives. That created a population growth rate that actually lines up with the population growth rate that we are at today. Oh, Lord. So because Noah had three sons, three wives, and then they probably had about eight children, right? Well, that, that, that's usually about the amount that they were having in those days. That actually scientifically and mathematically lines up with the population rate that we have and the increase, doubling of population every 40 years. And get this, the population is growing, but in Western cultures, it's dying because of vaccinations. And because of medication. Bang! And abortions. And abortions. So actually in Asia, Africa, and in parts of like, you know, um, the Middle East, the population rate, uh, rate is still growing. But in the Western societies where we practice Greek thinking and we've taken on their forms of medicine and we've, in, we've introduced inoculations, vaccinations, yeah. all of this, it's declining. Because that's their plan. But I thought, isn't that crazy? The Bible, just the fact that Noah had the amount of sons that he had to start the repopulation of the earth points to the very fact that the evolutionists are lying. According to their theory, there should be more people on the earth than the electrons or the atoms. Hit it. That is crazy. You know what I was thinking about, too? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, you were saying that we don't have more people than the stars, yep. right? But think about what the Lord told Abraham yeah. uh, to count the stars. So that That's in right. itself had significance that that was the amount of children yes. he would have. And, so, and, you know what? and what are we learning from all this? <sighs> Why I asked him to do this, Shania, is... How big is your God? Mm, 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 mm. See, I've been sharing with Nate different uh, realities of the Almighty God. This, it just, this book that when he reads it to me, it's like, oh my God. Yeah, can I quickly, I'll just quickly read this last part because it will sum it up. Please, it it's says, amazing. So to, to be fair, First of all, if Homo sapiens have been around for as long as millions of years, there should be billions upon billions of human remains. There are not. All right? Archaeologists and even paleontologists cannot find billions of human remains. They found animal remains and they found ancient people, but there should be billions of carcasses in the ground that we should be able to find. So that's another thing. Where are all the people? Archaeology shows humans have buried their dead from the earliest times, cremation being recent. Where are all the graves? All of our cities should be built upon piles of human bones. Where are all the bones? 
To be fair, everyone with a calculator should test the biblical scenario. God's account of human history records four couples survived a worldwide flood some 4,500 years ago. Start with eight people, multiply it by the average growth rate of 0.456%. And what should the current population be after 4,500 years? 7.7 times 10 to the power of 9. In the gaming language, we call that a bullseye. The mathematical proof for the biblical timeline against the evolutionary timeline is irrefutable. As Henry Morris says, it begins to become glaringly evident that the human race cannot be very old. The traditional biblical chrono chronology is infinitely more realistic than the million-year history of mankind assumed by evolutionists. And you, you brought something up. You brought something bam. up. Bam, yeah. Thank you, ma'am. You bam it. <laughs> but I can tell you something. You brought something up about the Godhead. Yep. The Godhead. Look, we're talking about this because everything points to who he is. Yes, Lord. But I just look at you right now and say... Do you know who he is for your wholeness? Mm. Come on. Your body does. That's it. Your organs do. They're in conversation with that one that created them. You need to tell your body to get in line. You need to tell... Bow your knee to the Christ within me. You need to tell this. you got to tell your body. Bow your knee to the Christ within me. You have that to show you. I, ex I see that. I'm blessed by it. But every time I see the cross, yeah. I see Everything was for me. Do you see that for you? Would you rather hold something that's fighting against you and your will? Because sickness will fight against your will to hold you captive. I'm serious about this, guys. I'm really serious about this. We must get a reality of the Almighty God. We love and serve. We must. I love what you said, Pastor. Just to, the thing I'm taking away from this portal is our minds and our bodies are in constant conversation they are. with something. They are. So who are they talking to? They're talking to their creator yeah. or they're talking to the enemy. This is it. I'd rather them talk to the creator because that's who I want to talk to. I don't want the enemy telling my body anything about me because the Bible says clearly, before I was formed in my mother's womb, he knew my body. And this is what we have to get. Breathe it out, everyone. I'm breathing it out. 
And so it's important for us to get that reality. Creator knows his creation. Even the very trees speak to the Creator. They function. Everything God created made functions. We should stop trying to make it malfunction. A lot to think about, Shanae. A lot to think about. Yeah. Well, guys. why don't we give God a big clap? Come on, let's stand. We need to give God a big clap. We really do. We need to yes. give Him a big clap. Yes, and Lord. you guys need to clap your hands. You really do online, man. I'm telling you, you need to. <laughs> It's mind-blowing, the simplicity. It is. Yeah. It's so simple we don't accept it. Yeah. We want to complicate it. Yeah. It's not going to be allowed to be complicated. Right. Come on, guys, clap up for the Lord while you're getting your questions ready. Right. I think yeah. we helped you to understand something, Shania. No, I'm not closing. I, I hope we, we helped you. You have a part to play, and the Holy Spirit has a part to play. Yes. You're not playing his part, and he's not going to play helpful. your part. Mm. To answer someone's question, uh, there cannot be more atoms than there are human beings in the universe. Right. Just who's to make gonna clear. hold it together? Who's okay. going to hold the exactly. extra who's together? Who's going to hold it together? <laughs> who's, what atoms going to hold? What electron is going to pair with? Like they can't. <laughs> it wouldn't happen. Yeah. All right. So that's why it's bonkers. Yes. Evolution. Oh. I just love the Lord's wisdom. I love that He shows Himself in numbers, shows Himself in our organs, shows Himself everywhere. Yep. And you tonight are walking in wholeness. Yes. It's amazing. Amazing. I thank you, Lord, um, just for this time of just continuing to get to know you yeah. and yeah. just your goodness and your faithfulness and have access to that. And I think it'll bring such a healing, even to myself, being a Christian without benefits, I'll say. Yeah. We do all the right things, but never witness the benefit of your love, the benefit of all the things that... You say all the reasons and, you know, everything else that you say you are. It's just amazing to grab a hold of. It gives us purpose as well. So God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in for this segment of Portals. We'll vibrate to his and last word, last word. Don't let your body tell you yes. about your creator negatively yes. anymore. You tell your body about the creator. Remind it. Remind it positively. And get those memorial stones. 
in your life to point you back to who he is. Well, that ends this episode of Portals. Until next time, bye-bye now. Bye.